At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is a look at right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Greg Hoops and filling in for Scott Seidenberg tonight, and we've got an absolutely tremendous show for you. We're going to be joined by a trio of great guests. We've got a lot to talk about in terms of baseball, in terms of what we're seeing in Summer League, and how you should be reacting to all that and so much more. So joining me in the first hour, we're going to be joined by Matt Peralt. You know him because he does a great job over there at Props.com. He is a betting analyst, and he is a host over there. He's going to be joining me, our number one. Going to be talking a lot of Boston sports. Going to be talking a lot of baseball. And if we've got some time, we're going to be diving into some futures in terms of the NBA and NFL with him. So we're going to have a great chat there. And our number two, Dan Stupp. He does a great job at the Action Network taking a look at the UFC. Going to be talking with him about the card that we're going to be seeing this weekend. What we're all going to be getting in the next few weeks in terms of the UFC. He does a tremendous job. I'll be able to take a look there. And then in hour number three, Scott Reich, Scott Reichel. He does a good job over there. It's the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He does mostly NBA. We're going to be taking a look at what we've seen from Summer League. What's real and what's not necessarily so real with him. And taking a look at what we're going to be able to expect out of some of these rookies. Because it is starting to be overreactionary season. For those of you guys that have been following the Summer League thus far, depending upon what day you wind up logging into your Twitter feed, either Chet Holmgren is going to be the next great insert name here of Big Man, or he's a complete underbum who's really, really scrawny. So we're going to be trying to sort through A and B and try to find where in the middle some of these guys are. So we're going to have some fun with that. And I am coming on just after the nightcap, and we had a quality chat 
Coming on to here with Sean King. He does an absolutely amazing job on the nightcap, which you're able to catch just before this show. And we were having a little bit of a chat talking about how this time of year, it's a little bit tougher to be able to find some of those more, your minus 110, minus 120 bets. He was talking about just how you have to lay a lot of money with regards to favorites. And it is sort of that season in which we are going to be seeing more and more favorites pop up. And especially at the trade deadline. Like if you think that we've got some juicy favorites right now and just, Taking a look down the board, the Atlanta Braves wound up closing as north of a $2 favorite on Thursday. You also wound up having the Houston Astros close more around a $3 favorite and the Chicago White Sox then closed as a little bit more of a $2 favorite. And for one, something that I've noticed in the MLB this year is that more of the bigger favorites have been better than your mid-size favorites. By mid-size favorite, I'm talking plus 125 to about plus 160 is what I would put it at. For everyone that's going to wind up being a little bit higher, a little bit lower, just sort of a go-by-feel thing. But that's sort of the range I'm talking about when I talk to you about mid-sized favorites. But what we've been noticing is that a lot of bigger underdogs have been able to come through. We wound up seeing this with the Detroit Tigers as a plus 215, plus 210-ish underdog. They wind up being able to get the job done against the Chicago White Sox by kind of 2-1 to one on a night in which the Chicago White Sox we're going to hit through five innings by Mr. Bo Brisky, and they couldn't get their run until the ninth inning. You wound up also seeing the St. Louis Cardinals as north of a $2 underdog. They go on the road. They get the job done against the Atlanta Braves by a count of 3-2. to two. And then the other big underdog that we wound up seeing in the Houston Astros, they got it done, and they wound up covering the run line against the Kansas City Royals by a count of 5-2. to two. But with that Houston Astros game, it wasn't necessarily so comfortable. If you wound up taking the first five, you were actually able to get a little bit of a push with the Royals as the Houston Astros they had to actually come up with a pair of home runs in that fifth inning in order to be able to get that push on the first five. So if you want to take a uh, half a run with the Royals in that first five, you were able to get there then. And then the Astros, they wind up putting up a few runs in the eighth inning to be able to cover that run line. But it is something to take a look at just right now because when it comes to baseball, it is so big to be taking a look at just more units rather than record because I mean, it is very easy to take a bunch of $2 favorites and being like, oh yeah, my record is insert here. Like I'm going to, I've mentioned this a few times and I will mention it again, the LA Dodgers. And as I am doing this show, they are currently in action against the Chicago Cubs. We should have a resolution to this game within the next few minutes, but going into Thursday night, the LA Dodgers were 52 and 29. If you end up telling someone, oh, hey, my betting record this year is 52-29, and 29, I'm sure that a lot of people would be like, oh, that's absolutely tremendous. Where do I wind up signing up for your private island that I'm sure that you're able to buy with all these winnings? But in reality, you'd actually be down money with the LA Dodgers if you wound up betting them every single game for $100 on the money line. And as a matter of fact, you wouldn't just be down. You'd be down in the neighborhood about $600, depending upon when you wind up hitting the line, opener versus closer. You're able to go into sort of the, you're able to go into sort of the numbers there, but you'd be down quite a bit of money. Meanwhile, with the LA Dodgers, among all the wins that they've gotten this season, all but five have been my two or more runs. So if you have bet the run line with the Dodgers, a lot of these, $2 losses that they wind up taking when they're like a minus 225, a minus 230 favorite, that winds up becoming significantly less. Like we wind up seeing them close on Thursday. A lot of books right around about a minus 270, minus 275 favorite. A lot of places, this run line more in the neighborhood about minus 135, minus 140. So 
That is a big giant savings there. If you are someone that is a better that winds up playing to wind up winning a unit, so by that I mean on the run line, if you have a minus 140 available, you would have to lay $140 in order to get back 100 on the money line. You'd have to lay minus 270, minus 275 to get 100. That's a big giant savings right there because you cut the amount that you'd have to lay on the money line darn near in half. So if you wind up losing, I mean, it still stinks if you wind up losing one of these big favorites, but going down $140 to be able to get back 100 that's much more palatable than laying $270 to try to get back 100 And If you wind up taking the Dodgers on the run line in all their games, you would have five fewer wins, but you would also still be up a whole heck of a lot more money because also with the run line, there are a lot of cases in which if you wind up finding a favorite of, say, minus 160, just spitball a number there, you're able to wind up getting a plus price. We wind up seeing that with Mets versus Miami Marlins. If you wind up taking the run line of theirs, you will find that anywhere between about a plus 115 to a plus 120 on Thursday. Meanwhile, if you were to lay the Mets on the money line, anywhere between minus 165 and minus 175. So I do think that that is of big importance as well. And then there are other ways to be able to reduce the juice in baseball as well. I pointed out the games that we wound up seeing going the way of the underdog. And what we've been noticing this year is that there is a influx of teams in which they've got just absolutely anemic offenses, but you're able to bank on their pitching. We've been doing the, I've been doing this personally a lot with the Detroit Tigers. My DK Nation write-up for Thursday, which, hey, ain't one over the last nine days, so I will certainly take that. We're going to try to keep that going for you guys on this show tonight. But with that said... With the Detroit Tigers, what you've noticed is that this has been one of the best teams, the under, that we've seen in a very long time. Ironically enough, the Houston Astros have been as well, but with the Detroit Tigers, a team that's averaging 2.6 runs per game on the road. That is not a typo. That's not a case of which it's 2.6, and that number was divided by like 1.5 or anything like that. Nope. It's just 2.6 runs per game for the Detroit Tigers that they're scoring on the road, but they're also in the top four of the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA. Some of the starters have been a little bit less than trustworthy because with the Detroit Tigers out of their five opening day starters, for much of the year, they've been operating without four of them. They want to get Michael Pineda back. Right now, Eduardo Rodriguez has been going some, through some personal things. We don't necessarily know what's going on there, but as a result, the Detroit Tigers who they've currently got between 34 and 35 wins as far as this season. They've only played 29 overs, so they have an under rate of 62.3%. You've been noticing that with the Oakland A's as well. A team in which pitching, it does leave a little bit of something to be desired, but it certainly leaps and bounds out of their offense. They've been ending to the under right around 57%. The Pittsburgh Pirates, a team that if you want to betting on them against the LA Dodgers this year, you were able to make a truckload of money off of them. 55.5% of their games have wound up going under the total. Pirates, once again, one of those teams in which the pitching, not necessarily terrible for them, and you wound up seeing both of their games in their doubleheader against the Cincinnati Reds wind up going under the total, but a team that they're able to do an okay job with regards to their pitching, you always wind up having some stars that are more trustworthy than others. You don't want to be just blindly taking the under because we had that guy by the name of Yohan Adon who wound up getting the start for the Washington Nationals, and that guy has not been good, to say the least. You were actually able to hit that under in the Philadelphia Phillies against the Washington Nationals game, but the guy is literally 0-13-1 in the first five thus far this season. And here's an interesting factoid for you. You're looking for guys to be able to bet on, guys to be able to fade thus far this season in Major League Baseball. For Yohan Adon, 
If you have bet $100 on every one of his starts thus far this year, that would be 14 of them, you'd be down $1,219 because the Washington Nationals are 1-13 straight up in his starts. And on top of that, among those 13 losses that they've suffered, 12 by multiple runs on those starts, that did wind up coming as well. So that has been a big, giant issue. If you're a fan of the Washington Nationals and you've just had a few guys in general for the Washington Nationals that have been relatively fade-worthy, Patrick Corbin has not necessarily been a whole lot better for you if you've been betting $100 on every one of his stars. Well, you'd be down $844 as well. It's the good old saying in Major League Baseball. Momentum is only as good as your next day's starter. So I do think that that is always something that is very important to take a look at and just taking a look at the game of baseball. It is very intriguing to be able to see just the ebbs and flows of it as well. So we're going to be diving into a lot of MLB baseball on the show tonight. And I do think that we do also wind up living in a world in general that is full of overreactions slash Reactions that aren't necessarily appropriate to what they should be. Everything is either the greatest thing ever or the worst thing ever. We are currently seeing that in terms of everyone and the way that they've been reacting to these guys in summer league. So I'm going to be diving into that on the other side because we have seen quite a few shifts with regards to the rookie of the year market. I'm going to lay out just what you should be expecting in general from a lot of these guys. Being able to gauge Summer League, I'm not necessarily someone that winds up going game by game with regards to Summer League, but being able to turn it forward, take a look at some of these guys, if there's a little bit of value in terms of the Rookie of the Year market as well. So we're going to be diving into that on the other side right here on The Look At on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. 
They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. This segment of the look at is brought to you by Zing Nicotine Pouches. It is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. The nicotine pouches are smoke free, spit free, and they're available in 10 varieties and come in two strengths. So that way, you're easily able to find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. It is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. So visit zinn.com slash find to be able to locate a store that is nearest you. That is zyn.com slash find. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is an an addictive chemical. We're back here on the lookout with myself, Greg Peterson, and we've got in 15 minutes our friend Matt Peralta is going to be joining me in studio. He does a great job over there at props.com. So we're going to have a good time chatting with him. I know that he is a man that has a lot of Boston running through his veins. So we're going to talk about what we're seeing in terms of that sports scene with the Celtics along with the Boston Red Sox. Going to be taking a look at some baseball as well. So we're going to have a great time chatting with him. But got to hit upon a lot of what we're seeing in terms of the NBA right now. And it's overreaction season. For those of you guys that are taking a look at just the way that people are raving and or poo-pooing some of these guys out there at Summer League. It is very, very extreme, but I think that it is very important to winding up just having a little bit of tunnel vision, blocking out the noise, because I I just find it to be one of those things where, in life in general, there's always a lot of overreactions, and it's not exclusive just to sports betting. You're going to find this if you wind up going to insert your favorite restaurant here. There will be so many people are like, ah, oh, this thing is inevitable, and then the next person is saying that it's the greatest thing that they've ever eaten in their life. You're going to find it with movies, and, I mean, you're able to go on and on down the line. There are very few things in which it's like a lot of people are like, you know what, on a scale of 1 to 10, I give it a 6.5. It was pretty good. It wasn't the greatest thing ever, but you know what? Pretty passable. You don't find a lot of those reactions. It's either on a scale of 1 to 10, a negative 27.5, or 500 million billion, so... You end up having a lot of issues pop up there, and we've been seeing that with Chet Holmgren recently. One day, you take a look, and Chet Holmgren is going to be a top 10 player in the history of the NBA. The next day, you take a look at Chet Holmgren, and he is going to be the next Darko Milicic. So, 
It has been interesting to take a look at that. And as it stands right now with regards to the NBA Rookie of the Year Awards, Chet Holmgren, he is right now the betting favorite. You're finding him at a plus 380 at DraftKings. Paul Boncaro, closely behind. He is at a plus $4 price. Jabari Smith is at plus 475. Jaden Ivey was actually playing as I wind up doing the show right now for the Detroit Pistons in Summer Lake. He is at 5-1. to one. Keegan Murray, plus 850. And then on down the line, Ben Matherin's 10-1. Jaden Sharp is 12-1. Dyson Daniels is at 15 to 1. And when it comes to an award like this, for one, I think that it's very important to note the history of the award because we have seen it. Not a lot of longer shots have been winning the Rookie of the Year award. You wound up having Malcolm Brogdon a few years ago as an early second round pick of the Milwaukee Bucks. He was able to get the job done. He is really the only guy that has come through as a long shot that has been able to do so. Now, there were a couple instances in which you wound up seeing a guy wind up being hurt, have his rookie year be pretty much a wash, and then come back to be able to win rookie of the year. That happened with Blake Griffin. And if I'm not mistaken, that happened with Ben Simmons as well because I know that he was dealing with a little bit of an injury. But with that said, other than the other than the Malcolm Brogdon year, you have not seen a guy outside of the top 11. And I put 11 in there because Michael Carter-Williams, in 2014, he was the number 11 pick. So outside of the top 11, win this award since I believe you have to go all the way back to 1993. I, it is absolutely ridiculous because you're able to go just down the line and it's just all lottery picks. Scotty Barnes won it last year. LaMelo Ball the year before. And then John Morant, Luka Doncic, Ben Simmons, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Wiggins, Michael Carter-Williams is like really the one that stands out. He was a number 11 overall pick. So this is not the award where you wind up going with, ah. Oh, this is pick number 50-some-odd that wound up just being a diamond in the rough and somehow, someway, he was able to find a little bit of playing time and boom, he wound up being able to emerge. This is not the award to really take a whole bunch of long shots. And I mean, I, I was, I've been taking a look at a little bit of summer. Like, I like what I've seen out of Keegan Murray and he's going to get minutes with the Sacramento Kings. At plus 850, I think that there's a little bit of value on him. Anyone really outside the lottery, and I say that because I think that Oshag Baji is going to be relatively solid. At 20 to 1, I don't think that that's necessarily the worst look in the world, but if you just look at the history of this award, it's not one that necessarily caters to guys that wind up being able to come up and wind up being able to do just insane things that people were not expecting. Now, I say this with acknowledgement that up until we wound up seeing the MVP award go to Nikolai Jokic over the last two years. We really didn't see a guy that was really outside of being a first-round pick ever wind up winning NBA MVP. So it is a little bit of a new dawn and a new day sort of situation there. But certainly this is not the time in which you want to be going down the board and being like, oh boy, I'm able to get 100-1 to 1 on Patrick Baldwin Jr. or something like that. This is not the sort of award and you want to be doing so, and really, the second-round picks, they don't wind up even really getting listed on this because there's just not a lot there in terms of them. I mean, like, I like Dale and Terry. I thought that he was very solid at Arizona. There's just not a lot of value on him at 50-1 to 1 because the history of this award and the way that teams draft in general just does not lend for a lot of these guys that wind up getting picked in the late first round to be able to get an opportunity because when you wind up getting picked outside the lottery, these are teams that at minimum, we're in the play-in tournament for the NBA. And on top of that, when you were a team that's in the play-in, unless if you're just having a complete and utter strip and we're going to rebuild it, like 
the Utah Jazz might be because they wound up trading away Rudy Gobert. We have seen it with Danny Ainge in the past. You really aren't going to have a lot of guys that are going to be playing necessarily a marquee role. Instead, they're going to be guys that they wind up coming in off the bench. They've got their specialty, like for the guards, you wind up having a guy that comes in off the bench. He's a little bit of a sharpshooter. Another guy might be a little bit more of a defensive stopper, things of this nature, which is why it does wind up lending itself to more of these guys that were top 10 picks. And that's why I do like Keegan Murray because he is a little bit of a do-everything sort of guy. While he was at Iowa, one of the top scorers in all of college basketball this last year, over 20 points per contest. He's able to give you rebounds. He's a relatively decent defender as well. That wouldn't come through because Iowa, you're in and you're out. They wind up playing the Ole style of defense. But he was one of the few guys out there for Iowa that would put up a little bit of a resistance on the defensive end. So... That's something that's relatively solid, and he fits this day and age of the NBA. Someone who is able to pop some threes. That's the lone trepidation that I do have with someone like a Jalen Duran, who's been looking pretty good this summer league. You're currently able to find him at 30-1. to While he was at Memphis, he was able to be relatively solid, but not a guy that really fits in this day and age of the NBA. And I mean, when it comes to the NBA in general, it just doesn't lend itself to as many long shots. Like, we wound up seeing it in the NFL, for instance. The Cincinnati Bengals, they were one of the longest shots on the board to be able to make the Super Bowl. They wound up being able to get there, so if you wound up being able to take them to be able to wind up making a run in the playoffs, whether that be AFC Futures, you're, if you wound up taking them to be able to win the Super Bowl, obviously you didn't wind up getting there, but you were able to hedge out of it. You were probably able to make yourself some nice money there, but you don't wind up finding that in the NBA. It's really the top teams and the top teams only. It's a little bit better than it was a few years ago where it was pretty much the Golden State Warriors and the field. But that said, this is certainly not the sort of sport where you want to be taking a look at a whole bunch of guys that are finding themselves at 100-1. to Although I will say, Jaron Jackson Jr., if you want to take him for Defensive Player of the Year, did not wind up getting there. He actually went, lent himself a little bit of value. The thing that you might be able to find a little bit of value on is just Really, something like a sixth man of the year award, a coach of the year award, just someone that you think might be able to come from out of nowhere and be able to rise up, be able to have a relatively solid go of it. Because, I mean, these are awards in which the guys at the top, they're a little bit less jockey, like coach of the year, M.A. Udoka. He's right now the favorite at plus 750. If you think that the Brooklyn Nets are going to be able to overachieve this season because they're a team that they're going to be getting a lot of attention. We don't know what is happening right now in terms of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. These guys could wind up going elsewhere. You could wind up having Kyrie Irving join the Live Golf Tour at this point. We have absolutely no clue what is going to be going on with the regards of those guys. But if you think that the Brooklyn Nets, they might be able to make actually some noise without someone like a Kevin Durant. Or they wind up getting back Kevin Durant. And you know what? They wind up being able to put together a really nice season. There could be some value there. Just like with Sixth Man. If you think that Jordan Poole is going to be able to go out, have an absolutely massive year for the Golden State Warriors, and they're going to be able to repeat at plus 600, you know what? There is some value there. Tyler Hero, they've been rumoring that he might be involved in some of those Brooklyn Nets trades. If he winds up getting traded away and he becomes a starter, well, there's absolutely no value there. If you think he winds up returning to the Miami, they're going to be utilizing him for the same role. You're able to find a little bit of something there. But I do think that when it comes to taking a look at Rookie of the Year, don't wind up getting just completely caught up in the noise. This is summer league, and we've seen guys that have had big summer leagues 
wind up being able to translate that to the regular season. But also keep in mind that they're playing against a bunch of guys that you may have used to know and love from their college basketball days. But, well, this is not college basketball anymore. So it's always interesting to be able to take a look at that. Do your best to wind up blocking out the noise. But the noise that we want is good betting content. And Matt Peralt certainly provides that at Props.com. He is going to be joining me next right here on The Look at on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon now to compete for free for cash all season long. Enter weekly prediction pools and fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to be able to join in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 years or older terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, please do drink responsibly. Yes, it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson, holding it down for Scott Seidenberg. And here with me in studio, Matt Peralt. He does an absolutely terrific job over there at Props.com. And he does have a show slash, I know that he's done a segment for this for many years, where it's called Bostonian versus a book. And I think that we've got to lead off right there with a little bit of Boston talk because right now it is Yankees and Red Sox. We wound up seeing the Yankees be able to get it done, but it wound up going over the total on Thursday by a kind of six of five. And just taking a look at the Boston Red Sox, such an intriguing team because they got off to a really bad start thus far this season. But what have you seen out of them recently? Because they've been able to turn over a little bit of a new leaf, but I think that you'd be in agreement with me. Still a couple of question marks when it comes to this pitching staff. Well, yeah, they haven't won a series yet against an American League East team. So it's a big concern oh, with yeah. them against quality teams, considering the East is probably the most difficult division in the American League and maybe even all of baseball top to bottom with the way the Orioles have changed things around. So there's a big concern about the Red Sox pitching. Michael Walker, obviously now with a dead arm that's got a big concern. He's been their best pitcher. Chris Sale needs to stop breaking things and get back into the rotation and calm down. But Raphael Devers tonight, two home runs. I mean, he's just their most lethal weapon right now at the plate. But, I mean, that was a really tough game for the Red Sox considering I thought their bullpen wasn't going to pitch well. So I had the first five Red Sox reverse run line. And the game run line hits. They they lose six to five. I lose because it's minus a half a run versus one and a half runs. So I lost that bet on that. And I, I was actually surprised the Red Sox pitched pretty well after the grand slam that they gave up to Josh Donaldson. They pitched pretty well. So the Red Sox overall, I think they're just an okay team. They're not elite. They're not great. They might do something at the trade deadline, but they're in that like weird window of like, do they want to go for it or not? Yep. And what I think is just so interesting about the Red Sox as well I mean, the one through four hitters have been absolutely tremendous. Jaron Duran has come up to the big leagues. He's hitting above a 300. Xander Bogart's hitting above a 300. J.D. Martinez hitting above a 300, who you mentioned, Rafael Devers. He's really been the main home run guy for the team. He's hitting well above a 300 as well. But then you wind up getting down to the bottom of the lineup. Trevor Story, even though he's got 50-plus RBI, you just expected a little bit more out of him personally. And I think that that is a little bit of an issue that this team has because you wind up having that top of the lineup that they're able to generate so much for you, but... When you wind up getting to like inning number two, if you wind up being able to have a one, two, three inning, they just don't have much to offer. Yeah, and really for me, the big concern is going to be that starting rotation. They're going to score runs. I mean, yep. top to bottom, that lineup is good enough to really contend with anybody. But 
it's going to come down to the pitching. It's going to come down to the bullpen. And right now, the Red Sox just don't have anybody that you night in, night out. Look at that lineup. Look at that pitching staff. And you're like, okay, the Yankees are going to get shut down tonight by a Red Sox pitcher. It just doesn't happen right now for Boston. So it's a weird spot. They're always offensively based. But until they get that pitching staff corrected, I just don't think the Red Sox are going to be a contender for real. But if they can beat you 11-10, to 10, all right, they're in it. And you mentioned something so interesting as well, the fact that they've had their struggles against the American League East. And, I mean, this is one of the most loaded divisions. Forget about the last few years yeah. that I've really ever seen because, I mean, if the playoffs were to start today, I believe that all four teams, aside from the Baltimore Orioles, would be in the playoffs as of right now. And, I mean, you take a look at the odds to be able to win the American League East. The Yankees are just <laughs> they're minus 2,500 to minus 3,000, depending upon where you look and. They've just ran and hid with this division. They're double digits clear of everyone else. If you're looking to take a flyer on anyone else, I mean, you might as well just be donating that money to the charity of your choice at this point. (laughs) But when it comes to teams number two, teams number three, that's what I find to be intriguing because the Blue Jays have Mm. their own pitching issues right now. When I take a look at what you're able to get out of the Boston Red Sox, once again, the bullpen issues along with the starting rotation issues, those are starting to crop up and, even with the Tampa Bay Rays. It's a case where Shane McClanahan has been awesome, but they've been trying to figure some things out as well, especially with regards to their lineup. So I take a look at those other teams out there in the American League East. They've all got flaws, and mm. it all becomes, do you want to go for it and try to give yourself a shot at a five- or seven-game series against the two dominators out there in the American League and the Yankees and the Astros? Yeah, look, the Red Sox would love to play the Yankees in a, in a series because Garrett Cole is bad at Fenway Park. That that's why I bet against him. And he's him just overvalued tonight. in general. Yeah, so he, so the Red Sox would love a chance to play the Yankees in a series because the most dominant pitcher for the Yankees is someone who really has a tough time at Fenway. But, I mean, the Blue Jays, I, I don't know what to make of that team right now. I mean, in the beginning, I was really high on them. The Vlad Guerrero MVP talk was all going on. I mean, it's still kind of out there, but it's not nearly what it was in the preseason. And pitching-wise, they've had a tough time of it. I mean, they haven't been able to get many people out. They're like the Red Sox. They can score a ton of runs, but they can't stop anybody from scoring. So I don't know what to make of them. The Rays might be the most dangerous team if they get in. The Rays with their pitching staff and what they can do, just their experience in the postseason, they might be the most dangerous outside of the Yankees in the East. Yep, and when it comes to Blue Jays, you say Kikuchi and Jose Barrios, there's just no betting on those guys right now because you're laying big juice to wind up backing them. And I mean, we talk about the Red Sox struggles with regards to their starters. I would rather take Josh Winkowski right now over you say Kikuchi. That guy has not been good at all. So that's something to take a look at. And when it comes to just the American League in general, I think it's very clear. Number one is the New York Yankees. Number two is the Houston Astros. And I think that the gap between the Astros and the Yankees, as we found out when they wound up going to Yankee Stadium a few weeks ago, it is actually very, very slim. These are the top two bullpens out there in the American League. And Right now, that's where you've got to be looking in terms of the odds to be able to win the American League. I don't think that there's value on the Blue Jays at 6-1. to one. The Red Sox, the Rays at 13-1. to one. You can't really tell me into that. And as long as Tony LaRusso is <laughs> managing the Chicago White Sox, no thanks, I'm good right there. Yeah. But and those top two teams out there in the American League, I think that whoever winds up coming out of the American League, they've got not just an amazing shot to be able to win the World Series because I put both of those teams out of the L.A. Dodgers right now, but I think that that's really what we've got to be looking at moving forward because the Astros, 
they very nearly took all four of those games in New York. Yeah, look, I, I think the Mets are still going to be in the conversation. I, I don't think you can totally overlook them when, when they get their full pitching staff back and healthy. I mean, DeGrom coming back and having hopefully, you know, at least a quarter of the season and the postseason, I think that's a major factor. So I like the value on the Mets still, given what they've got coming back at seven and a half to one. But you're right. I, I mean, it, it looks like it's Dodgers, Yankees, Astros. One of those three teams will most likely be winning the World Series. Yeah, I mean, with the Astros as well, they've been one of the best teams I've ever seen to the under. As of right now, right around 63 64% of their games are going under the total. And that's what makes the Yankees and the Astros so lethal. They've got their home run hitters, but these two teams are one and two in terms of bullpen ERA. And I feel like that's just really a coming of age in baseball right now because bullpens have been a little bit better this year, I've noticed. But these two teams, in the Yankees and the Astros, they sort of had their reclamation projects, for lack of a better term. Clay Holmes, who is terrible. It was with the Pittsburgh Pirates. There's no other way to be able to put it. He's been able to come through in yeah. big spots for them. Wandy Peralta for the Yankees and then for the Astros as well. They've been able to do a nice job with Rafael Montero. Who I still remember it was with the Seattle Mariners. He had like a seven ERA. He's got a sub two ERA this season. Ryan Stanek, when he wasn't an opener for the Rays, he was not good. He's got a sub one ERA. And I think that that's a big thing in baseball right now. You want to be gauging these teams and their starters and what have you, but they're just certain pitching coaches that they just know how to dial these guys up, and the Astros and the Yankees are just two prime examples of this. Yeah, it's a great point, and it's a great topic for us in the gambling space because I think the average person would look at the Astros and be like, well, they got to be an over team, right? They've got to be just scoring a ton of runs. That offense is scoring over four and a half runs a game. It's got to be over, right? Well, they're the number one, as you mentioned, they're the number one team on the under this season to bet on because they do not give up any runs. It's 5-1, 4-2, you know, even sometimes 6-3 on a 9.5 total. It's just they're going under so consistently because if they get a lead late, they're a boa constrictor, and they just stop the other team from scoring. And, you know, I think from a gambling perspective, it's a really interesting topic, which a team that could win the World Series, but they may be the number one team to the under this year. Yep, and then obviously when it comes to the number two team in the under, the Detroit Tigers, that makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, they're averaging right. 2.6 runs per game on the road, and the duo of Anthony Rizzo and Aaron Judge, I always find it so hilarious. Those two guys have more home runs than the entire team of the Detroit Tigers. I was dead wrong. I, I I bet the Tigers over this year for their win total. I thought they were going to be a 500 baseball team. I thought their pitching staff, they had a couple of young kids I thought they were going to bring up. I thought their bats would show up. They've been abysmal. Yep. I mean, I don't think anyone could have seen the Tigers being this bad on offense. And on top of that, four out of their five starters that came into the season in the rotation, they've been out for much of it. They've finally just got Michael Pineda back in the fold. So, I mean, that's one of those things in which it's like, what are you going to do if you wind up telling me that any team winds up losing four out of their five starters from opening day? It's probably not going to be going well for you. And I do think that it is interesting to take a look at just that American League Central as well, because I mentioned the fact that the Chicago White Sox, not necessarily a team that I'm bullish on, and we could pick this up on the other side, but what are sort of your thoughts with regards to the American League Central? Because I do think that that is one that is going to be intriguing to take a look at moving forward. Yeah, I think the Twins are the only team I really put any stock in. I, I mean, I think Gray and company, they have enough arms at least to be relevant. They're bats with Correa and company. I don't think they're near the teams in the American League East, but... People think I'm a, I'm a hater of the Twins. I don't hate them. I just don't think they're that talented. I think that they're a little bit overvalued given the rest of the division, which is really not very good. Yep, I do think that the Twins, they're probably the best in that division. But with that said, to your point, the pitching, it leaves a little bit of something to be desired. But something that we all desire, some look at some futures markets. We're going to be hitting upon that with Matt next right here on the look at on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. The VSN Summer Special is here. For just $19, you get everything that VSN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today and you'll be able to see VSN's best bets every day, including Adam Burke's daily best bets in the MLB. We also have NFL preseason coverage and premium articles on golf, UFC, and are much more. And if you want the full VSIN experience, which includes a daily best bets email, every single edition of Point Spread Weekly, use for our betting tools and live video streaming. The cost is just $19 to be a subscriber. 
through July 31st, and you sign up at vston.com slash summer, as it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson, being rejoined by Matt Peralt. Does a great job over there at props.com, and Matt, I mentioned it in the last segment. You are a man that you've got a lot of Boston running through your veins. And <laughs> right now, the Boston Celtics, they find themselves atop of the futures market out there in the NBA. And as we're doing this, we're laughing at the fact that we're seeing like guys like Luca Garza and company playing in summer league. Always nice to be able to see those guys that you know and love in college. Still getting some run out there in the NBA. But with that said, we've got the Celtics. They find themselves at a plus 550 a cavalcade of teams that are finding themselves right around 6-1. to one. The Warriors, the Clippers, the Suns, and then the Bucks close behind at plus 650. Every other team from there, they're 11-1 or greater. And the big question marks are what's happening with the Nets as they have free-fallen down the futures board. They're currently at 28-1. to one. you got to figure that if they do wind up returning any of Irving along with Kevin Durant, that'd be able to help them out quite a bit. But I mean, that is a big question mark right now. And I don't think that there's going to be necessarily a quick resolution to this. We remember how the James Harden saga wanted just being drawn out so much a few seasons ago before he wanted to get moved, and then he wanted to get moved once again as well. And I do think that this is just a case of which, when it comes to the futures market, even the team that winds up getting Kevin Durant and or Kyrie Irving, I think that they might be a little bit overvalued because in this day and age of the NBA, it's really been these homegrown teams that have been able to have a lot of success not sure if you agree or disagree with that, but that's the way that I take a look at things. These teams are doing a good job in the draft. They provide the best value. Look, Pat Riley has a line, basically, if you're, if you're building a team through the draft, you're not going to be successful. I, I tend to subscribe to that line of thinking as being a Boston major market type of guy. I think you can get talent and win right away. I mean, in the NBA, it's all about the guys, the five guys on the floor, and it doesn't matter whether you drafted them or not. Now, Boston was forced into that with Tatum and Brown. They didn't want to do that. They tried to trade them literally every offseason. They tried to find a partner that would take them, and nobody would take them. So they were forced into letting the babies grow up, and now the babies took them to the NBA Finals. Now the question is, what do you do The Kevin Durant on the market Toronto, Miami, obviously the Suns seem to be the most logical landing spot for him, but the Celtics also may be in play there. And the money works with Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and draft picks. You could make that trade if Brooklyn wanted to do it to get Kevin Durant inside the division, which is kind of crazy, but Toronto as well is in the same situation. So I I don't know where Kevin Durant winds up because I keep on thinking he's going to be back with the Nets. I, I keep on thinking this is a big ruse. This is a big thing to either get Kyrie Irving and contract extension or just some type of like, I'm in control. You do what I tell you to do type of moment because to go to the Suns, DeAndre Ayton's got to be involved in this, right? Well, Ayton hasn't signed a contract yet. Well, he can. So what's, and then you got the Utah Jazz sitting there with Mitchell. It just, if that's not the, the trade, the three-way trade, I don't know how they really make it work with the Suns. Yep, and the timing of it was so strange as well because Kyrie Irving had opted in 24, 36 hours before, and that's what really caught me off guard because when you wind up seeing Kyrie Irving opting in, it's like, all right, these guys are going to be running it back, and then 24 to 36 hours later, Kevin Durant requests a trade, and that's what really has me confused about all this. Did he make it because he wanted to trap Kyrie and get away from him? (laughs) Or did he do it to try to leverage Kyrie Irving to get an extension because he has three years left on his deal and Kyrie's got one? I don't know the answer to that. Only these guys involved know the real solution, real answer, but I'm with you. Irving opts in, says he's staying. All of a sudden, Katie says, goodbye, I'm out. It it didn't make any sense if these guys actually liked each other and wanted to play with each other. So 
either there's a major rift going on between Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, or there's some part of this story that we don't know yet. Yep, I am in agreement with you there because I mean, what I will say for Kevin Durant is that he was very loyal to Kyrie Irving. He didn't seem to be necessarily too happy with him. I five and everyone after the team wound up getting swept out of the playoffs by the Boston Celtics. But I mean, he was a defender of Kyrie Irving when. I mean, I don't think a lot of people would have blamed him if he would have thrown him under the bus a little bit more than he did, which I find that to be so strange as well. I mean, it shows what sort of a teammate Kevin Durant is when he winds up being able to team up, but you got to figure that with what Kyrie Irving along with Kevin Durant wound up going through, the way that they wound up being able to team up, that's what has me just feeling like this might wind up being a little bit of a reunion and it might be a ploy to be able to just get a few more years for Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I think that's very possible. The Westbrook trade is interesting because he's making 47. Kyrie's making 37. So the monetary ways you could make it work if that was going to be a trade you would make to send him to the Lakers. I mean, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Kyrie Irving need to have cameras on them 24 hours a day because that is absolutely must-see TV from a drama perspective. All three of those guys are playing together next year in Los Angeles. So I'm still not a believer that that's where Kyrie's going to wind up playing. I still think it's going to be KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn. I still think they're going to run it back and play it again together. That's where I would be. I mean, plus 380 right now on that if they're on the same team. I think there's decent value in that because I don't, I don't fully buy this idea that he's going to be traded. Yep, and the longer this winds up going, the more you got to feel like they're going to be saying as well because we have just heard crickets on the possible landing spots for the last few days because everyone wound up putting it through the trade simulators right. within the first 48 hours, and now it has died down a little bit. So it's so interesting to be able to take a look at that, and it is also interesting to take a look at what we're going to be getting in the NFL oh. futures market as well <laughs> because we were talking about this a little bit off air. Nobody seems to have any idea what's going to be happening with Deshaun Watson. I remember we had Frank Schwab, who does an amazing job at Yahoo Sports. He was telling me that the suspension was going to be at least a year. We're hearing more and more people come out and say, you know what, that six to eight games, it's probably going to be more like a full year. But, I mean, nobody has any idea because this is just such an unprecedented situation because with all of the sort of meetings that are going to be going on, the system itself. This is really the first time that you've got more of an outside party that is going to be involved in this. And I think that that's just what makes it so interesting. And that's why right now, if you're taking a look at the Cleveland Browns, you're not able to bet on any season win totals on them. Look, the Browns gave him the most guaranteed money in NFL history. They have him working with the OTAs with the ones. The Browns know something. The NFL is a small group of people. The Cleveland Browns didn't just make this deal and give him a huge contract without knowing in some way how many games Watson's going to be out. So I still think it's going to be a 6-10 to 10 suspension. I think they'll give him 10. He'll, he'll appeal it. It'll come down to 6. And he's playing the majority of the games next year for the Cleveland Browns. And I know people are going to flip out at this and think that that's horrific and wrong. I'm not here to talk about why, when, how. I'm just talking about from a football perspective. I'm watching the way the Browns are operating. And the Browns are not operating. They just traded Baker Mayfield away. They don't think Jacoby Brissett is going to be the starting quarterback in Week 10, in my opinion, for the Cleveland Browns. They think they're going to have a Sean Watson. And you mentioned the fact that Baker Mayfield winds up going to the Carolina Panthers. And all of a sudden, the Carolina Panthers... They, I don't know if they've got a great quarterback on the roster, but they've got options. Because Sam Darnold, <laughs> I mean, he wanted to flaming up. Matt Corral is someone that wanted getting hurt in his bowl game, so you can't expect a whole ton out of him this right. year, in my opinion. But you wind up bringing in Baker Mayfield, and I think that it's still a little bit of a jury's out situation. We saw him two years ago. He looked very solid. Last year, he was hurt quite a bit. Now, 
You can make all the excuses in the world. He was out there. He was healthy enough to be able to play. I still think that there's some potential with Baker Mayfield, but he seems to be the most polarizing guy that I've seen in quite a long time in the NFL. And honestly, I think that he's probably somewhere in the middle. He's not great. He's certainly far from terrible. He's an okay quarterback. I'm not sure if you agree or disagree with that, but I don't get the polarization with him because I think he's okay. I think the value that the Panthers are getting is incredible. They're paying him less than $5 million, former number one pick overall. Sam Darnold has $19 million. If you want to say, why would Sam Darnold play over Baker Mayfield? That's the reason why. Because when they traded for him, they picked up the option. I have no idea why they did that. They didn't have to pick up the option, but they somehow thought that they were going to be able to reclaim or make Sam Darnold into a legitimate NFL starting quarterback. And that hasn't happened. Baker Mayfield is a polarizing guy because he's overexposed. He's everywhere. He did too many commercials. He did too many things off the off the field. And I think it just, he was banged up and hurt and he performed the picks. I don't think his height's a problem. I don't think the arm's a problem. I don't think there's, I think there's more talent in Baker Mayfield than Sam Darnold. And I think there's a good shot he plays early next year, not game one, I think the contract and the fact they're playing the Browns in week one. I don't think they're going to want that situation on their hands. But I think Darnold's, he's got to be looking over his shoulder. He's going to have real competition here. And I think at some point during the year, I do expect Baker Mayfield to be starting quarterback quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. And for the Panthers, they're pretty much paying all three of these guys less than you'd pay for, I would say, even a mid-tier starting quarterback. So what they've done here is they've pretty much got three irons in the fire. If they could just wind up pulling out a gem out of one of those three guys, you know what? They're going to be set up for quite some time. That's a little bit of a roll of the dice. But with that said, Matt, it was great to have you in studio. No roll of the dice here. We knew that you would be able to perform very well. (laughs) Matt doing a great job over there at Props.com. So thank you so much for joining me today. Anytime. Appreciate the invite. Matt doing absolutely amazing work. So great to be able to get him on the show. And coming in next, I'm going to share with you guys my DK Nation pick on the Diamond for Friday right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. What's the guarantee? What's the guarantee? Hey, Derek! What's the guarantee? The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back. With 12 million in guaranteed prizes. There's two ways to win. There's two ways to win. There's two ways to win. There's two ways. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, 
Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.